Hello and welcome to this conversation with Charles Gracie, the president of Hot Seat Services. We're going to be talking about what's going on in driver recruiting right now. So Charles, thank you for for coming on to the conference. Hey, thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah, so we've been seeing a lot of headlines and conversations around, you know, this trucking recession that we're all in. What has been your experience? What is it like to be recruiting for drivers during uh, a slowdown in the industry? It's unique. Uh, we're seeing a lot of different sides of this. Uh, from the carrier side, we're seeing them get a lot pickier with the drivers to bring in because they can't be. They don't have the capacity or freight to uh, just bring anybody in. And uh, some of them are letting the trucks sit because it's cheaper to have the truck on the fence than it is to put a driver in it and not have freight to move. Uh, from the driver's perspective, um, we're having a lot of those hard conversations where drivers are expecting that 60, 65 cent W2 and they're not understanding that the market has shifted. So it's not sustainable. We're seeing carriers put out pay cuts. We're seeing some carriers lay off expensive drivers that they hired when the market was good and they had unsustainable pay packages and then turn around and hire cheaper drivers. I mean, it, it is a very unique market out there and it's understandable when you look at the current spot rates, and then you also look at what people were getting paid and the fuel. That's interesting. The idea of instead of keeping on the drivers that you have that have been working for you, instead you lay them off and find someone cheaper. Does it make more? I mean, obviously, no one likes the idea of getting a pay cut, but does it make more sense for you know retention purposes to just keep on the driver you have already, and you know maybe get. Instead of just getting rid of them and going with someone who you don't know and have have it work. Yeah, I mean, absolutely it would. I think it comes down to that uncomfortable conversation that historically when you do a pay cut or announce a pay cut, people start exiting. You know, they're quick to the the exit door. And uh, the problem is, is that conversation has happened in the past and not worked out for the carriers. So now they've just kind of circumvented that conversation and just went to looking for ways to uh, eliminate the higher costing drivers or uh, whether you blame it on production or maybe they did that one thing, shut down that one time and that was your kind of exit strategy. I still think it's worth having that conversation though, if you think about it, because there are some drivers that through a little bit of education or conversation can come around and understand that this market, they were hired at 65 as a W-2. It's not sustainable. There's not enough profit margin in this market to pay a driver that much. And where you can offer, hey, right now, why things are down, we're going to pay you this rate. But uh, unfortunately, we're just not seeing too many of those conversations take place. We're just seeing the, hey, it's not you, it's us strategy. Yeah. And there's drivers out there looking for a job with unreal expectations right now. How many of the drivers that you're working with are people who entered the industry, um, you know, in 2021 or 22, like during the really hot times in the trucking industry, maybe folks who are expecting this big, amazing industry, which it was really well paid, of course, you know, a few years ago, but now things have changed. I guess, yeah, like, like, I imagine you have to have a lot of conversations kind of bringing people back down to earth. You do. Uh, it, it So that is the bulk of our conversations right now. You know, when the market was good, finding a local job for a driver was super easy because a lot of people were just trying to compete. So they were making their lanes local and they would take that little bit of a cut and rate to do so. Uh, you were finding that a lot of those manufactured lanes, you were finding a lot of the drivers coming in thinking this is a great industry to get rich quick. 
And now you're starting to see the flip in the script where they're like, oh, this is rough. I'm looking for that pay and I'm keep looking. I mean, I wish you the best of luck, but this is the reality in today's world. Uh, if you find it, hold on to it. If you're at a place where you think the grass might be greener, maybe look before you leap. We're having a lot of those conversations. Um, you know, the market is flipping when you start seeing owner operators park their trucks and say, it's cheaper to be a company driver. Yeah. 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 I've definitely talked to key drivers about that. People who bought a truck maybe in 20 or 20, 20 or 21 and they probably sold it. They sold a, a lot of people I've talked to actually sold their trucks early last year, right? When used truck prices were still really hot. That was definitely really good timing for those who did sell when you, you became a company driver. Uh, you know, some of you had just left the trucking industry as a whole. Um, I guess so. So that's interesting, kind of the split with local jobs, especially those are obviously jobs that are pretty highly coveted and and sought after because of the flexibility. You can be home every night, but there is that pay differentiation. I mean, it you you do make more money as a well, typically you make more money as a long haul driver rather than a local driver. Like, how have those conversations been going on and? Where have you noticed that like the local jobs are the ones that are getting hit the most, or is it everyone's kind of getting hit? Well, locals getting hit in general. You know, generally when freight drops down, local becomes scarce. So you have all these drivers that were told something in trucking school where, hey, I'm going to be able to get local fresh out. And that was true for a period of time because we were desperate to bring in drivers. Now it's the opposite. You know, we're desperate for freight. The whole industry is like, give us freight and give us freight that's sustainable. And that's just not the case. I mean, you look at the average uh, drive-in rate right now, it's between 192 and 236. But fuel at a national average is between 390 and 411. Yeah. I mean, it, it is a very uh, combustible situation. And a lot of people aren't realizing that now you take local into effect. A lot of stop and go. So your mileage per gallon is going up. Um, it, it's just not sustainable. So we're having conversations with the drivers. We're having conversations with the owner operators to realize that expectations matter. Um, a lot of the carriers that we're finding out are leaving those trucks sitting right now. Uh, I talked to several carriers where they were ahead of the curve. They kind of forecasted this was going to happen. So they sold off a good portion of their fleet when, you know, trade-ins were at an all-time high. They got paid more than what they should have at that time for those trucks when people were buying those overly expensive trucks. And they just pocketed that money for when things returned to a normal because now they've made a profit, even though they're not making anything during this time period off those trucks because they're gone. And then they're going to cash in and increase their truck count at that portion of time when things return to a more normalized margin. Mm. Okay. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. Are there any areas of the industry, I, I feel like the answer to this question might be no, but are there any areas of the industry that are growing, that are seeking drivers? Um, what, what's the bright spot, if any? <laughs> so so there are some bright spots. I mean, you have to look for them and it's relative to perception. Uh, so when I'm looking for a silver lining in this current market, I'm looking for something that can weather the storm. It might not be the most profitable. It might not be get rich quick, but it's something where Hey, if I'm on this team, uh, there's consistency. So you look at some of the specialty uh, markets uh, in trucking uh, fuel haulers. I just got a phone with a carrier yesterday that's one of the main suppliers for Bucky's, and uh, they're doing good. They're growing. 
Are, are they getting filthy rich in this market? No, but they're keeping up with the market and fuel's not going anywhere. We all have to consume it. Has it dropped down because people are being more conscious of the cost? Absolutely. But it's still neat. It's still a need. And all these trucks aren't running on hopes and dreams right now. I mean, some of them might be. Uh, but there's also the specialty market. Some of those, you know, environmental waste companies, uh, you talk about like clean harbors or safety cleaning now. That need hasn't gone away where some of these things might have diminished a little bit. They're still there. They're a constant part of our daily life. Restaurant oil needs to be recycled. So some of these are able to weather the storm pretty well. The ones that are really hurting right now are the ones that are solely dependent on spot rates. Mm-hmm. And, and if we go back in history and we look at that current struggle where everyone's like, oh, a spot's winning. And then they neglect their clients, the, the internal lanes. And then you look at the ones that are neglecting the spot market and they're staying true to their clients, it's paying off right now. Those that have their own dedicated lanes and not solely dependent on spot rates, they're able to weather it a little bit more. Uh, right now, it's going to be client retention. As much as we've been talking about drivers, it's client retention, those dedicated lanes, working with the brokers, nurturing those relationships. Uh, a carrier can get ahead by focusing on the bones that withstand the meat. And then when the market flips, everyone's going to be racing back to the spot market. So, I mean, it's one of those things where the carriers have to find a balance. They have to look internally at what's important. You can't win all the time. This is trucking. Trucking happens. Uh, but trying to have a, a diversity in what income you're bringing in will help you weather the storm and retain your drivers. And hopefully the carriers have learned about this whole trying to compete with each other to offer the most competitive pay package that's not sustainable. Because right now, we're looking at what happened to these drivers. These are real people. We need these people. None of us have a job if these people are not on the road. So I feel for them. I think we do have to reevaluate paying them more accurately based on skill level of the job, but it has to be sustainable. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. It's interesting thinking about trying to balance contract and spot. I feel like that's just been the ongoing conversation since I have started covering this industry is why, why, why do we keep doing this this thing where we run to the spot market and we run back the contract and we hope we don't lose our customers one way or the other. Um, it's just kind of that never-ending toxic cycle. It's like the gold rush. Everyone went out west for, west for the gold rush and then it got such a saturation and uh, people were, some of them were coming back empty-handed. I, I think we as an industry have to choose what our identity is going to be. And we as individual companies have to do the same. And just because Joe Schmo across the town is doing one thing doesn't mean we have to do the same. Uh, find what you're good at. Be good at that. Try not to be the jack of all trades and try to be the master of the one that you're in. Um, and you're seeing those identity crises uh, right now. You know, like a, a good one that happened not that long. Well, I can't say good one. It was terrible. Uh, but one a good example was Freightworks. Freightworks did not have a diversity in their freight so when they lost that one big one they went under and it's a terrible terrible outcome uh and i don't think it's the last of what we're going to see this year i think right now if i was a driver uh which i have been i'd be really looking at the bones of the company i'd be going to i would be asking them what my office turnover is you know hey how many times have you gone to an operations manager if you're having turnover in the office chances are it's combustible i don't need to be there they need to not be looking for that uh, golden nugget. You know, if you're a company driver and you're looking for 70 cents a mile, 
let's have a reality check because it's not sustainable and wherever you're going there that money's coming from somewhere most likely something else that you're supposed to be getting you're not like benefits or something like that yeah 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 that makes sense yeah it's interesting to me about it, it reminds me of back in 2019 when amazon started in housing a lot of their freight that just it just seemed like it, it just sparked all of these issues at so many different companies um that were really heavily reliant on amazon and then you know they they switched up what they were doing and it, it left a lot of a lot of companies you know struggling, um, but yeah, kind of figuring out that specialty it seems really important. I I've I've spoken to a few people who work in like in uh, as in the grain hopper space and they don't get the huge ups and but they also don't get the huge downs. And I talked to another truck driver who hauls uh, dog like dog food essentially he uh parts from it grows but he hauls like you know excess parts from animal processing plants to dog food manufacturing plants and that's a pretty that's a very steady industry to be in it's not most glamorous uh but absolutely i mean think about it my dog i got two shepherds and they haven't stopped eating because we're in a recession they're still eating it just cost me a little bit more um the markup in today's market. Uh, and on the flip side, I have clients that are in similar realms like that. Uh, I have one that it, it's not the glorious, most glorious job. You know, they're hauling cattle or they're hauling livestock. Uh, they're consistent. And there are some markets where drivers can still make pretty good money. Like I got several lanes that we're hiring for that are over 100K a year. That's good money. Um, the, the, the trade-off is is what the job looks like. Yeah. Uh, some some of the drivers are like, "Well, I just want to drive from point A to point B, cross country, and make that money." There was a time where you could do that when everything was up and everyone was like, "Oh, you can get seventy cents, you can get seventy five. It became a bit more. It was it was not right, and we're reaping what we sowed here as an industry. And I'd like to say maybe we learned from it. I historically i'd say i'm going to be wrong on this one because we keep repeating the past over and over again usually every five years yeah uh <laughs> so but i'd like to think that maybe we learn from it and we come out of this better as an industry not only better as companies as an industry uh where we can attract new talent because we're seeing a lot of this new talent came into the industry when it was up we yeah. just didn't set proper expectations and just like uh back Back, you look back a year ago, it was, I'm going to become an owner operator. I'm fresh out of CDL school. I'm going to buy a truck. I'm like, that's a terrible idea. Yeah. Uh, now, I, I, recruiting was up last year. So I went to a conference just last week and I had three people come up. I'm going to open up my own recruiting business. I'm like, you guys don't do your market research. <laughs> like, look at the market. Yeah, so I'm trying to be an entrepreneur in trucking. Yeah, I may be wait on that one. Okay. <laughs> one last question just before uh, we wrap up here. We've talked a lot, or I feel like generally people talk a lot about how to vet drivers, but how how can how do you vet carriers? Like you mentioned kind of this looking at, you know, benefits, not just looking at the pay, but also looking at benefits. Like what else are kind of the green flags or red flags for um a good a good trucking employer? Yeah, well, absolutely. Whether you're an owner operator or a company driver on this front, you want to vet where you're going. This is how you're going to make your money. So you need to ask the upper management, you know, uh, hey, what's your turnover internally? That I, I 
talked to somebody on our show and that was their advice as well. So it's becoming a common thread where people are like, hey, bet them out. You you have not lost the ability to bet them out. If they're having turnover up top, chances are it's only going to roll downhill from there. Yeah. Uh, also, ask, talk to a couple of the drivers there. Uh, look at Google reviews. Look at the Facebook reviews. Look, I don't say look at the ones from two years ago because things change. This is trucking. We change pretty uh, quick. Uh, but look at the most recent ones. If you start to see a common thread of a topic in there, ask about it. Uh, don't be afraid to ask for something in writing. If you're an owner operator, you want it in writing. This is your business. Run it like a business. Be responsible. If it's not in writing, it's most likely not true. Um, if you're a company driver, yes, it's going to be in an employment deal. Uh, ask them about the charges. Ask them, are these things fixed? Ask them about the fuel surcharges. Uh, talk to the recruiter and then call. I used to do it as a driver. I talked to the person assigned to my file and then I call in from a different number and talk to someone else. And if the stories didn't match, red flag. Uh, if you can't produce the same response on two different people, then chances are it's not the same response. It's it's a script somewhere. Someone's trying to bring me in and rope it up. Uh, outside, outside of that, just do your research and understand proper expectations. I mean, this market is, I wouldn't say unprecedented, but I would say it's a unique market because of the unique times we've had over the last two years. So things that historically have happened are not really following suit on the same timeline. Do your research, ask questions, um, have proper expectations and set yourself up for success. If something doesn't feel right, then hold off because the big thing I'm saying right now is costs are going up. That includes insurance. So some of these carriers really need drivers and they're having to turn them away because insurance is telling them they're uninsurable because they've had too many jobs and an owner operator being denied for, I have a truck, I have a trailer, I'm ready to work. And oh, sorry, sir, you've had too many jobs. I think it's ludicrous. Because if you or I got offered more money, we're naturally going to say, hey, this is worth a conversation, but now we're penalizing our drivers for doing the same. So, you know, be aware of what your resume is looking like. If it's looking like a bad episode of Connected Dots, chances are we need to do our research before making that leap. Okay. Okay. Super interesting. Thank you, Charles, for sharing all this today. And if people want to connect with you online, where can they find you? Yeah, so you can find me on LinkedIn. I'm very active on there. You can also find me on our show, Sense Per Mile, and you can reach out to Hot Seat Services at info at hotseatservices.com. Okay, thank you so much. And thanks everyone for joining.